Greetings. Welcome to our watchmen, warriors, and worshipers. Frank Media here with POTUS Shield. I am responding to many inquiries and requests that have come in through our network with concerns that are valid for the well-being of POTUS, President Trump and his family, and our Vice President, and of course the administration, and for our country. So I would like to take a few points with you right now. I want to assure you that we have nothing to fear. The Lord has spoken, we have received His Word, and we believe His Word. However, we do need to keep our shield up, and we need to keep our spear sharp. We are a weapon, a spiritual weapon of God, that has been anointed and called for such a time as this. Yes, He is the covering, but under His covering, He raises up those forces here on earth, beings that are righteous, beings that are righteous in Christ, beings that fear God and know their Lord and can do great exploits because of Him. That is you. And so I am calling you to raise up the shield and to sharpen your spear, and together we are going to go through the next 21 days with fasting and prayer, believing God that He's going to align the things of this country, that we're not going to stumble throughout this whole new year as we stumbled coming out of the last new year with betrayals and fears and political chaos. God is on the throne. That being said, I declared three years ago, right after the election, not long after, many things, some of which have come true. The Space Force, which I had no idea about, was declared the end of last year. The fact that this president would be able to go with a breaker anointing and to stop that which was premature of a Babylonian world system, a global system, an economic system, and he has essentially retraded many of the different trade agreements. He has put China on their heels. We find that this country is in an economic climb while many of the others are in a decline. We find that we are now energy uh, independent. We no longer have to rely upon those other forces to supply us. So many things have happened. And yes, we found that we've got two appointments on the Supreme Court. We're believing God for that third, and we're believing for that third very soon because the Lord wants to continue to change the laws of this land. He said that there would be many federal judges promoted. That has happened. He said to bring the cases up through the lower courts and that by the time they would get to the Supreme Court, he would have his people in place to be able to change the law of the land. We must continue to fight. The embassy has been moved to Israel. We're standing with Israel. However, there are some issues we will talk about in a short bit. There are still assignments that God has given to Donald J. Trump that need to be completed. We need to help to pray and to push those assignments to completion. I want to refer us to 2 Samuel chapter 16, verse 23. There's a scripture. It says, Now the advice of Ahithophel which he gave in those days, was as if one had inquired at the oracle of God. So was all the advice of Ahithophel, both with David and with Absalom. Now, it's not always certain because someone has wisdom and they give advice that it's appropriate or that God has put his handprints on it, his anointing upon it. 
But Ahithophel, if you will, was very charismatic. And he also had influence. But he had one foot in the camp of David and one foot in the camp of the betrayal with Absalom. Does that sound familiar? Here we sit today with those that surround this president and people have to question where do their loyalties stand. He can't even go on a phone call with the leadership without somebody trying to undercut it and to use it and then to lay in the shadows. We know what happens when people lay in the shadows. That's called secrecy. That's called witchcraft. That's called darkness. And so it's easy to identify that spirit that is working. We need to continue to pray that those spirits that have faces to them with people will be exposed. And the best thing they can do if they can't serve this presidency is to resign and to move and to go on. Isn't it a hypocrisy for them to say they want to serve the better good when at the same time they're hypocrites and don't serve their oath and don't serve their commander? However, look what happens with Ahithophel in 2 Samuel 17, 14. So Absalom and all the men of Israel said, The advice of Hushai the Archite is better than the advice of Ahithophel. For the Lord had purposed to defeat the good advice of Ahithophel to the intent that the Lord might bring disaster on Absalom. Bottom line, God will take what seems to be the wisdom, the political wisdom, Sometimes people want to code it with a morality, a false morality. We know we're in a time when good is called evil and evil good. So we have to discern according to the Word of God, not according to the humanistic morality of a society, a government, or a culture. That being said, those words that come out from the mouth of Ahithophels, spirits of Ahithophels, God may allow them to have some life for a short while, so that then he can bring his disaster upon those forces that are against the call of God. So we do not need to fear. We don't need to fear that we think there are temporary victories of impeachment and other issues as if it's somehow going to abdicate what God has declared for this presidency, a duly elected eligible presidency. Do not fear. Stand in faith. Now the tactics to delay and fabricate, these are just going to be more cloak and dagger. I'm expecting more information to come out. The New York Times has tried over the last couple of weeks with so-called emails released, redacted, non-redacted. You have Schumer recalling for other witnesses to come forth. And just like happened in the Kavanaugh incident last year, you're likely to see somebody come out of the dark shadows with some more information, some more incriminations, probably not going to be identified, another whistleblower, whatever it is, do not be shocked or surprised. This is the tactic of the enemy. You lay out a false premise, you bring witnesses to build upon it, and you keep pounding until it seems to have some credibility and to move the popular masses. Consider that those who betrayed the president, they should resign. We should pray for them to resign, not only to be exposed, but for them to be removed. This wasn't a matter of trying to do a better good for the country. This was a political matter. This goes all the way back before he was elected in the primaries when these plots began. And there are those forces, both on the Republican and the Democratic side, who are never going to accept this president. And there are forces deep within our government they can say it's just conspiracy theories to think about deep state. It's been exposed 
over and over and over. We need to understand that with that ability to govern with a military or police force comes a great responsibility. And when people cross over it, they need to be removed. They need to resign. They need to go. At the core of all of this, it's a spirit of witchcraft. It's a spirit of manipulation. And we also understand, as I had called for before the election, and it exposed the spirit of Jezebel that was working in consortium with the spirit of Absalom, this is that same spirit working. I cautioned after the victory on election night not to lay down our spears, not to lay down our shields. In fact, that's why the Lord gave birth to Pota Shield, was that we would stay fervent, that we would be those who were watching. We are watchmen. We would be those who are warriors. We are warriors. We would be those who would continue to lift up praise. We are worshipers. We must stay vigilant in the way of God and understand that this Jezebel spirit, which is a high principality in the evil kingdom. It moves to abdicate authority from those that God has put in position. That is the spirit that worked against the prophet Elijah. That is the spirit that worked and that motivated and moved with Absalom. The Absalom spirit is what? It's absolute betrayal, abdication. It's absolute arrogance and pride to steal what has been legitimately done. So we have this Jezebel and Absalom spirit working overtime right now to dethrone this president, but more so to stop what God has been doing to turn back this country to some of those foundational issues that we know we need to be healthy and to survive. So expect more putrid incriminations. The battle's not over. Expect that there will be more vitriolic ranting against President Trump and all those who associate themselves with them. Stuff spews out. It's like fountains of political bias. And we need to understand that it has one force, and that force will not stop until it is accomplished or has tried to accomplish abdicating the office of this presidency. Now, I told you before, and I believe it again, he will win 2020. However, the battle isn't over. Now what happens in 21 and 22? What baggage is carried over? And where do we sit with our Congress and Senate? Where are the forces? What will happen with our Supreme Court? Much is at stake. That said, we need to pray for Senator Mitch McConnell. Now, he's the Senate Majority Leader, and he's coming under fierce attack. He, we need to pray for him to have zeal as a guardian of the watch. Now, I don't know where his faith stands. I don't know what his religious postures are, but I know that God puts people in places. And I know he's a watchdog. He's a garden right now that needs to be strengthened. He's under attack. He's under attack from the Speaker of the House, Pelosi. He's under attack from the minority leader, Schumer. Why? They want to expand their authority. They want to expand their influence into a Senate trial, but they're also using delay tactics. Same thing we saw with Kavanaugh. Same thing we saw before. They accelerated and rushed in Congress to delay now in the Senate. Why? To give an opportunity for the forces of darkness to creep back out again with more incriminations, hoping that somehow they can blow the top off of something that will impeach this president because they fear they cannot beat him in an election. They don't have a viable candidate out there right now that can do it. We're not stupid, as they would think we are. We're not deplorably ignorant. We are those that understand both the political side and the spiritual side. 
So God has given us that wisdom so we know how to pray and we know what to do. We're not praying against people. We're praying against evil. We're praying against the forces of the world that come against us. And of course, we have to pray against our own flesh. We need to keep things in control. We need to pray for Mitch McConnell that he be strong and not lured or snarled in this trap that is being set for him and the Senate. It is very evident that they are trying to usurp the power of Mitch McConnell and the Senate as they tried before with other issues. He must be strong and not move. And this is part of that twisted conspiracy that's fueled by the forces, the spirits, the high principalities of Jezebel and Absalom. It's a tandem work of evil. Pray for Senator McConnell now to be bold and to push this to a conclusion, not to yield to witchcraft or for voices in the Senate. He must be bold. And we thank you to surround him, Lord, with other bold senators who will stand with him and not move. And for those few senators, those few Republican senators that waffle, Lord, strengthen them. Let them hear your voice. Let them understand, Lord, that we need to put this behind us for the good of the country and for the good, Father, of our faith. We must go forward. Now, we want to pray that that which is in darkness, that is coming forth either out of Congress or within the Senate or for the forces of the deep state in those areas, that it be exposed. We are asking the Lord to have a champion come out, somebody with a strong voice that will say clearly, this is what happened, this is what I saw, this is what I heard, and it's wrong. Even if they don't agree with the politics of this president, that they do so for the sake of truth. Father, you said that you would put truth in the inward parts and that the light would come out. Lord, we declare it in Jesus' name, let light come out of darkness. This was spoken by Jesus in Luke chapter 12, verses uh, 1 through 3. In the meantime, when an innumerable multitude of people had gathered together so that they trampled one another, Jesus began to say to his disciples, first of all, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. For there is nothing covered that will not be revealed, nor hidden that will not be known. Therefore, Whatever that has been spoken in the dark will be heard in the light, and what has been spoken in the ear in inner rooms will be proclaimed on the housetops. Jesus, let your word come true in this situation now. Accelerate it. We ask you to trumpet with your voice. Let it come forth from your servants. Let the truth come out of the conspiracies that are at hand. We ask you, Lord, to bolster us in the strength of our, in the face of the enemies of this president and the enemies of this country. It's not in the interest of this president or this country or the assignments that God has given for there to be a delay, for there to be a lame duck presidency created going into this election. And that's what's being attempted. Here's what we read. Here's what we declare. It's the word of God as written in Psalms chapter 18, verses 37 through 39. I have pursued my enemies and overtaken them. Neither did I turn back till they were destroyed. I have wounded them so that they could not rise. They have fallen under my feet, for you have armed me with strength for the battle. You have subdued me under me, those who rose up against me. Lord, let your word go forth. 
Strengthen, strengthen the arms of those of you who have called for this battle. And Father, subdue those under us who rose up against what God has called us to do and this president to do, and this vice president to do, and his administration to do. We pray for you to, sec to strengthen the Secretary of State, Mon Mike Pompey. He's a wonderful man of God. He loves the Lord. We ask you, Lord, to strengthen him. We ask you to strengthen those advisors around the president and to let their words be true and let them to be wise. We ask you to strengthen Paula White, the faith advisor by him, and Jenny Korn, who does the outreach. Strengthen them, Lord. Embolden them and give them the walk that they need with you, Father, to continue to be ministers of faith in the White House. This whole issue is presenting us as weak to our enemies. So there's no doubt that it emboldened this past General Soleimani. And we're not going to get into whether or not what should or should not have been done. It is done. And the bottom line is hundreds and hundreds of American soldiers were murdered at the hand of this man. And the murdering would continue. Those of us who know family members that serve, we don't want them subject to it because they deployed to that area of the world. Our world is much safer with it. I was interested in what was said uh, yesterday by former ambassador Dr. Michael Oren uh, from Israel. Michael speaks perfect English, very wise man. And Wolf Blitzer asked him, he said, Sir, aren't you concerned that thousands of Israelis now are going to be at risk because Iran is infuriated at what President Trump did? And he almost smirked and he, and he looked as if, why are you asking me this question? And his answer was sort of like this, I'm paraphrasing it. He said, what is new? We're always under the threat of thousands of Israels being killed by Iran and their irritation and their aggravation and the fact they want to annihilate us. Nothing has changed for us. We expect to be attacked. We are always ready to be attacked and we will defend ourselves against it. He said, this man needed to go. It was far too long held back. Isn't it interesting how everything tries to change as if something changed in the world overnight because one of the most evil people in the world has been removed? The fact that Iran is going to love us more because he's around, or the fact that if we'd have just left him alone, that the enemy of our enemies would have been better to us? Come on, that's foolishness. What we need to pray is that our military is emboldened, that our president hears and is wise, that our enemies stand down, and that the Lord, the Lord of war, God is a man of war, that he rise up and he protect us, protect this country, and protect innocent blood everywhere. One of the very first incriminations we have from the Lord is he said, the blood of your brother has crawled out to me. When he cried out for the, the death uh, in Genesis uh, 3, we understand that the blood cries out to God and the righteous blood of these 600 soldiers that were murdered by this past General Soleimani cried out to God. And we need to understand that the time came when God judged. You may say, oh, Frank, are you now saying Trump is God? No, God is sovereign. God is divine. All things work together for good to those who love God and are called according to his purpose. I will never, ever give up uh, and submit to the sovereignty of anything but Lord God Almighty, Adonai Eloheinu. Iran is a villainous state. It is evil. It's not just a terrorist nation. It's filled, fueled by that same vitriol spirit 
of Antichrist that empowered Hitler and the Nazi uh, regime, and also Japan. We had to fight those forces one time. There's no such thing as a negotiation that will hold water with Iran, which is a fundamental radical Islamic nation. If you understand the Quran, and for those who live by every tit and tattle of it and that are radicalized in it, it allows the, 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 the Muslim that is adhering to it in its most fundamental basis to lie, cheat, steal, or kill in order to control the land because if you control the land, you control the people. The people must submit, and it is very clear the infidel must be killed, must be murdered, and if you do, then you are putting yourself in a position for paradise and your family with you. And so we understand suicide bombings, not because it's rational, not because it merges with our faith, but because it adheres to this spirit, this vitriol spirit of hatred. And in that sense, please don't get confused. That spirit, that law, that requirement hates and calls for the killing and murder of Jews and Christians. We are infidels, and so we have no rights. Our lives have no value. So we can't expect that some kind of a treaty is going to change that spirit. In fact, they'll negotiate a treaty all day long with no intent to withhold it, only to see what they can get from it. So sometimes we failed in our administrations attempting to have Israel adhere to treaties that they knew there would be no intent to keep, only to try and take more over. It is incumbent upon us to continue to pray we also find out that now there is an excess of evil. We find that China, Russia, and Iran have been doing war games and training together. Isn't that interesting? Isn't it interesting that the three forces that Donald Trump has put his, his gauntlet down upon and said no more, where he stopped this, this, this idea that somehow we would just negotiate ourselves into peace against those enemies, the Chinese government, which has been brought to its knees economically, the Russian government, which has had sanctions against it as well, and has found that it is, was no longer the largest producer of oil. We surpassed that. In Iran, which is just scrambling and struggling not only for its economy, but for its very life of its regime, with so much internal going on inside of that country that's asking for change, now they've come together, the three of them together. Why aren't our eyes open and seeing it? And then we see the European Union on the sidelines trying to be neutral. For what reason? Because they're afraid. They're fearful. Because they have let their walls down in their countries and they, can't, they don't have an answer for the terror in their own countries. Their answer is, maybe if we appease that spirit, maybe if we appease that wild lion, They'll leave us alone, and maybe instead they'll just attack the United States and Israel. Oh, is that maybe what it is? And so, we want to pray that we continue to stand strong, that we don't let down, that we don't negotiate from fear or weakness, but that we stand strong in what we require and demand from strength, from faith, and from power. So this I pray, and this we declare together, Isaiah 54. 17. You know the scripture. I know the scripture. We use it for ourselves. Let's declare it together right now for POTUS, for Vice President POTUS, for those that are in control, for our military, for our nation. No weapon 
formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue which rises against you in judgment, you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is from me, says the Lord. Beloved, repeat it, declare it daily right now. Put the name of our president. Put the name of those that are in his administration, the secretaries, the generals, the vice president. Put their names there. Put Mitch McConnell there. And in fact, put, put Speaker Pelosi there. Put Schumer there. Let them hear the voice of God to stand up with strength for this nation, not at this time to allow political bias to try to present us as weak before the world. Now about Israel. I think it's very clear that the government of Israel has been put on pause now for almost a year and a half. There's chaos there. Benjamin Netanyahu has been indicted. Is it true? Is it untrue? I don't know. We all come against charges that aren't true. And when they do, it's an embarrassment. We say, how did this happen? What came about it? Why is somebody instigating something against me in it? I don't know that. I've met the man personally. I've prayed with him personally. I've stood for him in his office for many years. I don't know. God has not spoken to me who the man is, who the person is that he's putting in place in that government. But this I know. It has been put on pause for a reason. And at the same time it's been put on pause, we've seen some eternal chaos in our own nation, in our own politics. They're now coming forward with a third election, unprecedented, never heard of before, trying to elect a prime minister to get back to the business of the country. That's in March. We need to pray for that. We need to understand that maybe there were things going on in the back room that we weren't aware of. And I can assure you, if it had to do with Judea and Samaria and Jerusalem, and it had to do with giving land for peace, that that angered God. It shall continue to anger God. He calls Jerusalem the apple of his eye. And he has determined what the boundaries of Israel are. They're larger than they are. It's not about land grants for peace. That will never work. Jerusalem is the eternal capital, the place where Jesus is coming back to. It is no place to have a different capital that raises up a different God. It's a spirit of Christ versus Antichrist. He's only coming back to one place where his feet will stand upon that Mount Olives, and that is Jerusalem. We have been called to prepare the way for the coming of the Lord. We are in that season, in that time, the end time, some call it, and all the eyes, all the metrics look upon Israel. Since it was determined to be a nation in 1948, the clock started to tick. Jerusalem was regathered, no longer trodden under the feet of Gentiles, as it said in Romans 11:25. The clock keeps ticking. Jesus is coming. There will be wars and rumors of wars. They will say, peace, peace, and then cometh destruction. We've seen earthquakes. We've seen fires. We've seen the shaking and volcanoes. It's all been happening. We've seen the axis of evil. We see that the, the swords are getting sharpened and that there's rumors of war and there is war. Jesus is coming. He's coming back to Jerusalem. So just maybe, just maybe, Israel was put on pause because there was an alliance being made that shouldn't be made. Just maybe God froze it and just maybe gave an opportunity for our president and for his advisors and for Israel and for Benjamin Netanyahu and those advisors to understand that they need to take that off the table. Interesting, just before the second election, 
One or two weeks before, Benjamin Netanyahu came out and said that he would not allow the settlements to be removed in Judea and Samaria. We also see that just before that, Donald Trump came out and recognized the Golan Heights as a sovereign part of Israel. Hmm, God is moving. More needs to be done. More needs to be declared. We don't want to just pray for the peace of Israel. It's now going through its third election. And the next ballot is March 2nd. We declare and decree that God shall get through the turmoil and through the chaos and that he will raise up his champion who will stand strong and not waver and hold on to Eretz Israel. Hold on with a Zionist courage to the fact that it is the land of Zion, that it is the place that Jesus is returning to and that nothing should move it. Yes, always keeping the heart, the heart of Judaic Christian uh, morality and ethics and doctrine that loves your enemies, that blesses them, that doesn't go out for vengeance, but also to be strong. There are concerns that we need to understand that voters do not get frustrated and decide not to come out and vote this time. God needs to put the zeal inside of them. He needs to tell them what it is He wants so that they can vote appropriately. Please pray for the proper leaders, God's anointed leaders, to emerge in this third election so they can help stir the nation into the future. Ask the Lord to keep Israel's economy strong. Ask Him to keep their military strong. Ask Him for their divine protection for the Israeli people as this political vacuum continues, but more so with the saber rattling that's now coming from Hezbollah, from Syria, from Iran, and yes, that which is even indoctrinated from some of the axis of evil as they use others in their, in their stables. Let us pray Psalm 121, verses 4 through 8. Behold, he who keeps Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve you from all evil. He shall preserve your sword. The Lord, your soul. The Lord shall preserve your going out and your coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. And then this scripture out of Hebrews 8:10, For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws in their mind and write them on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. We stand with Israel. We love Israel not because of its political nature, but because of the hand of God upon it. And He is the God of Israel yesterday, today, and tomorrow. We need to pray for the nations. We need to pray for more favorable decisions coming out on Jerusalem, the Golan, in the settlements. Just recently now, Brazil has joined other nations saying they're going to move their embassy there. Most of you know that by the grace of God, He allowed me during the primary election, during, during the elections when early on, when then uh, uh, candidate Donald Trump went and, and presented himself to APAC, and I was able to send in a message that he should adhere to the fact that he would move 
the embassy to Israel. It has happened, but it's not over with. We need more than that. We need the nations not only to move to Jerusalem, but to remove themselves from some of these conspiracies against Israel, where it boycotts Israel, or where it wants to believe that a Palestinian nation needs to be established in Jerusalem or in Judea and Samaria. It says, Zechariah 2, verse 12, And the Lord will take possession of Judah has his inheritance in the Holy Land, and he will again choose Jerusalem. Judah is the inheritance of the Lord. We are watchdogs, watchmen, guardian, warriors, worshipers that need to raise that scepter of righteousness and to stand with it. And those of us who overcome, he says, we will be pillars in the house of God. Finally this, our ministry, Touch Heaven Ministry, has a very strong influence in Kenya. And in that place, we have a bishop and we've established multiple churches that spread out into some of the other nation of the other countries right on the border of Kenya. Well, I don't think it's a mistake that just a couple days ago, we saw an attack, a terror attack. And this attack was on Manda Bay, Kenya, a very beautiful place in Kenya. It's right on a, a seaboard. It looks wonderful. Um, but it killed two civilian American contractors, and those are ones that are sent in to help train. They're probably uh, ex-military special ops guys, and it killed also a U.S. service member. It was carried out by Al-Shabaab. Al-Shabaab is a fundamental Islamic terrorist faction. Now, they're saying it wasn't linked to Iran, and most possibly it may not be because they've attacked Kenya many, many times. Kenya is a Christian nation. Kenya refused when former President Obama tried to oppose upon them that they needed to raise the flag of gay rights in their country. They told him no. They refused when he said he withhold aid from them if they did not approve abortion. They said no. Now, just like any country, there's political factions, and they've been holding up, but they're, they're being challenged. We need to understand God is using them as a demarcation line for Islamic fundamental terrorism coming down into Africa. The battle is in Kenya. We've had people in our church that have been, uh, that it's close to those borders, that have been uh, uh, tortured, that have been captured. We've had to give refuge to people like that. We understand this is a real threat. Please pray for Kenya. And understand that this Islamic threat is trying to envelop Africa. Why? Because God has put, it is no longer dark Africa, it's light Africa. There is so much revival coming out of Africa. The largest church in the world is in Africa, comes out of Nairobi. We need to understand God is reviving. He loves Africa. We need to be diligent as Potashield, watchmen, warriors, and worshipers for Africa as well. And finally this, please continue to pray for beloved Pakistan. As many of you know, um, we have a great heart for Pakistan. And we find that there are Muslims and Christians there we love very dearly that work hand in hand with each other. I believe Pakistan is strategic to God in the sense that he wants them to be secure and he wants them as a very bright, intelligent nation to become a light unto the world. Pray for Pakistan. This is Frank Amedia. I appreciate your time. I've called you to a lot. Be diligent. 
We are fasting. We are praying. We started on Saturday, a 21-day fast. We are standing before Lord God Almighty for breakthroughs, your personal breakthrough, for the breakthrough in your family, your relationships, your church, our nation. Stand with our president. Stand with our vice president. Together, we are Poda Shield. God bless you.